0: The Collective welcomes you to Season 2. Show countdown engaged. You now have 110 seconds to prepare yourself. Begin program.
1: welcome back we're so glad hey. to have you here we'd like to welcome our very special guest you may not know his name but i guarantee you have seen his art uh, an incredibly talented person and somehow an even better human being my friend blake armstrong hello
2: welcome, blake. Oh. thank you guys for having me on
0: here
1: Thank you for, for doing this. We're so excited to get to talk to you about what it is that you do and um, just kind of a little bit about yourself. And so cool. to kind of uh, fill in our our listeners, when somebody asks you, like maybe the stranger that you don't know or just met when they just ask you, what do you do for a living? How, t- how do you answer that question?
2: Uh, well, usually I would just say I make movie art. Um, I'm a movie poster designer uh, and I design stuff for not just movies but television and uh i do album covers and i do art for books that don't exist and i've made comic books and uh pretty much any any way i can get my brain onto a page i'm game
1: (laughs) awesome man that is such i mean i imagine when people hear that they're like you do that for a living like that's that's incredible that you get to make you make movie posters for a living like come on that's that's so cool
2: it is i and i've loved art and movies have been my first love since i could walk and i didn't realize until relatively late in life that it was even a career you know path at all um i really sort of just fell into it um despite the fact that It should have been the first thing on my mind as soon as I ever said I wanted to do anything for a living. So, um, yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a very almost invisible. I mean, I think, I mean, in general, I think any kind of marketing artwork, uh, you know, the grocery store magazines, your mom flips through, those are designed by people, you know, Mm -hmm. so uh, you know, there's designers for everything and we don't even process it anymore because it's just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and movie posters are the same you know there's a couple rock star movie poster designers that a couple you know some lay people may know but honestly unless it's a group like us that just really really are connected to the culture most people don't have a clue who John Alvin or Drew Struzan is much less a Blake Armstrong or you know the multitude of other art directors out there that that do this for a living so you're not
3: wrong I mean the only one I actually knew was Drew Struzan Because he did all the Star Wars posters and the Back of the Future posters. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're you're not wrong there. How how did you get into doing this? Well, as with most journeys into any
2: career path, it was a bit weird and windy. And it wasn't just, hey, I want to make posters and then I got to go do it. Um, I worked, I mean, I moved to Los Angeles when I was 18, uh, as soon as I graduated high school. And um, right off the boat. yeah, I, I mean, I graduated in, I don't know when, when do people graduate? May, June, whatever that is. And uh, <laughs> I literally, I Back was literally in Los Angeles. Well, I was literally in Los Angeles in September. Um, so, oh, um, okay. I mean, it, it wasn't even six months and I was gone. So, uh, I worked in TV for 10 years. Um, I fell into post production. I liked that the best. I was a post production supervisor on some shows. I worked on uh, Fear Factor, Deal or No Deal, um, oh, a bunch of nice. sci fi, bad sci fi reality shows. Um, and then, sure enough, one day uh, I'm working at a job and I find out that one of my favorite bands, In Flames, is doing a signing, like on the block. And I mean, they're from Sweden and they're coming through LA, and it was like a really cool thing. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I, I gotta go to this. And uh, so I did a piece of fan art that I brought them, and I, I framed it and I, I made two. I made one so they would sign and I could keep in my house because I'm mm-hmm. a big nerd, and I made one to give them because I was like, hey you guys are huge inspiration. I, you know, just want you to know how much you've inspired and these are the pictures I see whenever you guys play music. And their manager basically was like, here's my card. We should work together on something. Yes. And that was really how it happened. And then I ended up, you know, I wanted to do album covers, but they're like, we, we don't know who you are. Yeah. So that didn't, <laughs> that didn't happen right away. Take a, take uh, a seat. Yeah. But they basically said, Hey man, what would you like to do for the band? And I, at that point, had been pitching some shows, and I was kind of in that mindset. So I pitched them. I'm like, "Well, what if we took all the lyrics from every record and made a story, and I made a comic book for every album,
0: oh, and wow, fans wow. could
2: follow? It would be an accompanying imagery to go with the record, like literally beat for beat with the that song." That is
0: super cool. Um,
2: wow! So that is awesome. Pitched them on that. We we did the first one, and they were really really into it. And then, sure enough, you know, however many like a year goes by. They're working on their record. They're not happy with the art they're getting from whomever they were working with. I don't even know who. And they basically said, well, give that L.A. guy a shot. Give the comic book guy a shot. Maybe he can come up with something and I'm sure we can get him cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> enough, they did. And I did. And uh, we made uh, Siren Charms, uh, the album art for Siren Charms. And that was in uh, 2012 or 13, I think. Um, So that was really when it started for me. And that's when I was like, Oh, I have the confidence to do art for a living. So I quit TV. And for two years, I just made artwork, I made posters and sold them, I did album work, just whatever I could do. It was really hard. Those were the starving artist years, you know, Uh, (laughs) rent rent was a big conversation piece for a long time, because I wasn't sure I was gonna be able to pay it. But uh, yeah, and then uh, eventually I was almost at a point where I think I was working, um, I was doing a favor job for a friend. I was working at BoJack Horseman for a little bit, doing some compositing. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: I was like, this is what I'm going to do, I think. I'm just going to move into animation. And right about then, uh, BLT, the company I work for, uh, saw my website, I guess, and said, we think you would be a great junior art director making movie posters. Can we meet with you? And as soon as I walked into the office and I saw... I mean, these guys have done every poster you've ever seen for the most part. Um, Wow. Just an unbelievable amount of work from BLT. And uh, yeah, and my interview was thus. My boss, the owner, uh, Clive Bailey, brought me in, Mm -hmm. said, who are you? I was like, I'm Blake. And he's like, what's your website? Looked at it. And he said, can you start on Monday?
3: (laughs) It's always always on Monday. They always say, "Can can you start on Monday? Yeah. What yeah. wasn't that? Can you start Wednesday?
2: Well, I'm I'm glad that the interview was at least on like a, I think it was on a Monday or something because I I had to tell BoJack I'm like I have to quit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but they all knew about my work and everything, so they were like, "Oh, dude, you have to go do that. Like, you have to go try that." And I came in on the Terminator Genesis campaign, um, which you know I can say a lot about that, but. um that's right but that was a tough campaign that was a hard movie to solve and i don't think we ever really solved it but it was a really good trial by fire for me learning how because i mean it was a second career i started completely at the bottom i had no clue how the movie poster world worked and what was expected of me and and i really was and they were so busy they were just putting bodies on in desks just hoping people could help and uh you know I love situations like that. I've been in a lot of them in my life. And those are the ones where, if you really hunker down, that's where you can make your, you know, plant your flag okay. and say, I, I have value. And, you know, and yeah. I've been at that company now for almost six years. So oh,
3: nice. that's awesome. insane. So, yeah. That's insane that your entire career is just spawned off an album cover. I mean, it's, I mean, now granted,
2: I've used Photoshop since the 90s. I've always loved art. You know, I was, Ashley could probably attest, you know, when I was in high school, I was in art five periods a day. That's all I wanted to do was draw. (laughs) Uh, So I literally negotiated with the gym teacher so that I could get out of gym and do art. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah, I mean, so it's always been there. And people told me for years, even when I was working in TV, they're like, oh, why aren't you doing... Artwork. And I always just said, I'm like, this is LA, like the best artists on earth live here. I'm not, I'm some kid from yeah. the Midwest. What can I contribute? And I learned a hard life lesson there that everybody's got something to contribute. It okay. doesn't matter yeah. if you're not as good as Drew Struzen. Um, if you, good quote is like, if you shoot for the moon, even if you don't make it, the your view is going to be better than everyone else's. So mm-hmm. if you aim high, you may not reach the level that you would dream of. Ho- but you'll get at least somewhere in the middle, and that's better yeah. than, you know, so yeah, that's so how. So really, I,
1: I mean, it, it's really a lesson in in following your passion and the things you love, in spite yeah. of success. Because you did it. You gave them that fan art just out of out of love and passion, love for the art and love for the band. And because of that, you were you know essentially rewarded with this, eventually it's, this entire new career.
2: It's a funny thing, and I'll tell you that has happened more than it hasn't um if you i mean we are i mean obviously this this is what this podcast is about we wear our hearts on our sleeves about the pop that we love you know and it's it only can i mean you guys have gotten to talk to so many cool people you know that you probably wouldn't have otherwise had a chance to talk to just out of the necessity of the podcast yes you know when you start doing things that you know if you like talking to people about anything then you're gonna get to talk to some really cool people because
0: you know, it's, we're, we're all about been, stories we love yeah. stories and the because sto- everything that happens in the entertainment world there's a story behind it and that's the purpose of mm-hmm. this podcast that we're building is to get mm-hmm. those stories and get them heard i love it
2: it's such a cool idea and i mean and again that's and you guys are going to now get to talk to way cooler people than me you know actors and writers and you know people that are doing all kinds of stuff and like again if you hadn't if you weren't so cool and passionate and just upfront with how much you loved all this stuff, mm-hmm. they wouldn't give, you know, two poops about being on a podcast. But you know, yeah, they will now right. because they so so there's that. And you know, and I get to work with my heroes, the my bosses, the owners of the company. I mean, they between the three of them have designed, I mean, literally thousands of the best movie posters ever made. Um, I mean, just to name a few. I mean, one of uh, my boss Dawn, she designed Silence of the Lambs. My boss Clive, he designed Adam's Family and the Ninja Turtles. My boss Rick designed the whole oh. Sleepy Hollow. Oh, I mean, wow. he did. My boss Rick designed the Jason Takes Manhattan, where he's slicing through the I Heart New York post. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, uh, I mean, I mean,
2: Clive did the Burbs. I,
0: I, I mean, the list lo- goes
2: on and on and on. And was, uh, I got
0: to do some more research on this because I mean, you just listed off probably. of the movie posters I have in storage that I've collected so
2: they I I swear so I have um and a lot of this was done before they started BLT too mind you they both they all came from another agency earlier and they were so good that they basically struck out on their own and made their own company Ah, um which is also an incredible story I make them tell it to me all the time (laughs) but uh I have in my office at BLT I have the birds I have Jason Takes Manhattan and I have Roadhouse because the three owners ah. designed all of those. Oh wow! And everybody was like, "Well, why are you why you got to kiss up to the owners?" And I'm like, "I'm not kissing up to anything. I had those posters in my room.
0: Yeah, like
2: this is why we're here. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that inspiring work is why we're doing this. So, um, and I it's always fun to hear them like critique their own work. Um, yeah, you know, I remember. Uh, Dawn was looking at the Roadhouse poster, and it's the one where Swayze's leaned up against the wall, and you've got like yeah. the three panels behind. And she's like,
3: Isn't it kind of behind like, you right
2: now? Uh, well, actually, well, we can talk about that poster. That's uh, that's one of mine, <laughs> but she uh, oh. she told me she's, I didn't get final approval on that logo. And I said, Well, what do you mean? She's like, If you look at the Roadhouse logo on that poster, it looks like toothpaste, not a neon sign. And now, if oh. you look at that, you can't unsee that.
0: Oh, well, I'll have to it go really back does
2: look like a squeeze of toothpaste on the poster. Oh, wow. It does not look.
0: <laughs> so but that's just
2: stuff I never would have, you know, and then yeah. Rick was telling me, he's like, Oh, the shadow on Jason's knife is slightly off. They didn't photograph that. Right. And I'm like, man, that's just the stuff I love hearing. <laughs>
0: so you just, you said so. you talked about them critiquing their own work as an artist. Um, What's the stuff that I do, even when I I have to push it out and say it's done, I never truly mm-hmm. feel it's, done
2: oh absolutely george lucas said it best he's like uh, your work is never finished it's only yeah. abandoned yeah and yeah, i yeah. think that's true for most artists you yeah. you're never like oh i am wholly satisfied and this is great yes. i mean you may get one of those a decade really yeah and you know um but most of the time it's either well i need to get to work or i need to wrap this up and spend time with my kids or i need to do whatever it is <laughs>
0: Yeah, you I'm just kind of have to walk
2: away from it. I'm still waiting on my one. I haven't got it yet. So yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm trying to Honestly, having said that, I'm trying to think if I've worked on something where I was like, honestly, uh, I, the album I did for In Flames, Eye the Mask, was mm. the last uh, record, not the re-release of Clayman, but uh, the last uh, new record they did. That was probably the most fulfilling creative experience I think I've ever had. That was top to bottom me. Um, there were no real there were no uh road uh speed bumps anywhere it was yeah. just imagination 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 all the band did was say this is so awesome keep going mm-hmm. and oh. you know i was hired to make an album cover and a booklet with six pages mm-hmm. the booklet ended up being 30 pages oh, wow. so wow because i was like wow. we should tell a story through this entire album booklet yeah. and follow this little character it was kind of based on alice in wonderland actually Oh, nice. um, okay. and yes. I'm like, big favorite of mine that's insane so that was that's my one that's that, <laughs> that was that's your baby yeah that's really that cool. was it Um and I've got here hold on I'm going to step away from the camera for a minute but I'm not leaving I just wanted to show <laughs> you guys uh, See, Jim we lost the interview because of you oh no <laughs> Had a, a buddy of mine, uh a buddy of mine worked at the Henson company for a while and was really good at building puppets. And I had him oh. construct um my little guy from the album cover.
0: Oh and cool. so wow.
2: I paid for this, I paid for this with my own money. I just wanted one. And then sure enough, they had to scan this because they ultimately ended up producing a statue of him. And oh, wow. so, super cool. So what you're seeing is the prototype oh. and the actual product. So I actually got a a statue <laughs> no articulation because that was way too expensive yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah that's uh you know that was one of my i mean i got to make an album for my favorite band i got to be completely and wholly creative on the entire process and then they ended up making a toy out of it that's and i got awesome. to direct uh, co-direct and produce one of their music videos so what? that's goes oh, to show man. you what passion can do you guys yes that man that's so insane. awesome
0: that's just that is insane. super cool. Oh my gosh.
2: It's and it was and it was never ever like a big deal. It was never a big conversation. It was never a big like, oh man, oh man. It was just like, Blake can do this. Blake, do you want to do this? And I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that. You know, it was always the most casual thing in the world. And then I stepped back and I'm like, fifteen year old me would yeah. be just filling his shorts. Yes. yes, <laughs> how who gets to do these things? But, you know, and again, and like, and just like you guys, when you surround yourself with like-minded, creative, good people, mm-hmm. you, it's amazing how the universe just starts handing you golden eggs all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's it's,
3: insane. And it okay, doesn't last, I, have, I mean, it won't last but. now I have to ask, have you ever been handed a project? Like, I, I've seen you've done like Ready Player One, you know, it's, Spiel, it's a Spielberg film. It's a big, big film. Have you ever been handed a project and you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that, and then like door closed and you're like, oh, I can't do this.
2: <laughs> I, think, <laughs>
3: I think I think there's a little bit of that in just
2: about everything I do. Honestly, I think anybody that's asked to take on a project for someone else with someone else's money mm-hmm. has a moment mm-hmm. of like, I really don't want to screw this up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um,
3: like, like Ready Player One, like they're like, okay, like. Here's Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg. Oh, I got this. Well, it was a little different. I mean, basically the
2: way it works when we get projects is we'll all have a big meeting with all of us. All of us art directors, creative directors in the company and kind of room. And they're like, and I mean, the the the, the higher ups there generally try to pick people that are suited. You know, Ready Player One was very suited because I love 80s movies and I love 80s techniques and I love all of that stuff. And I was a huge fan of the book, but that was the first question they asked, who's read the book? I was like, I have read the book five times. So you know, they were like, and it wasn't like, Oh, Blake's in charge. You know, he gets to, um, I became the creative lead on that just because I was churning out the most work. I was staying there the latest. I was the one that really kind of under had a vision for what I wanted the key art to be. And then eventually just the other people working on it, just started kind of falling off. And by like month four, it was just me. I was the only person continually having revisions and continually working. Cause I mean, this, it's a slow process. I mean, it yeah. is like death by a thousand pinpricks trying to get a poster. Yeah. Made. Um, so, you know, uh, so that was that one. And that was super gratifying though. Cause it was mine. It was my baby. I saw it through from beginning yeah. to end and, you know, I got to see my work on the side of Warner brothers and I got to get a Spielberg poster. I mean, I got four finishes on that project. Um, nice. Which that's was insane. pretty. That doesn't happen too often for too many people. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool thing. Nice weather yeah, in my really cat. So
3: gratifying to like go outside, like go down in LA, and a bus just goes by, and you're like, "I did that. Oh, and I did that." Yeah, <laughs> it's a trip hey, because I'm telling you guys. It,
2: yeah, it's not a. But is it is work. it
1: gratifying or is it frustrating because you know, and your family, your friends, everyone knows. <laughs> but no one one else might know because you you listed all these incredibly, like the posters I can see in my mind in an instant, but the names Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know who that is.
2: And to be perfectly frank, it's rarely ever, it's not just me that worked on Ready Player One. We have a photography team. We have a digital team. We have a 3D team. We have a finishing team that will take my artwork and then uh, basically blow it up so it can be used for billboards and literally any kind of avenue right. they essentially recreate my work yeah. i mean the creativity is happening with me or with whatever art directors working on it yeah but it right. takes a village to proper movie poster
3: yeah i mean i work on exactly. tv i do tv mm-hmm. news and you know i just i'm just one part of one big hand I, absolutely i understand yeah. it. it's insane and, and it that's why
2: Well, that's why we do things like this. It's why I do posters on my own that aren't connected to BLT because I have a lot of itches I can't scratch in the studio system just because you just can't. We're we're talking about a lot of money. We have the people that approve these things. I mean, there's like dozens of them. Mm -hmm. So it's not just one guy that's like, okay, this is great. I mean, it's it's an entire team of people who are generally not artists, not creatives. They're just marketing strategists and people that are like all right how can we utilize this picture in a way that you know generates the most income for whatever project is for right so you know that that's kind of a a bummer but um you know it's just sort of the
3: everybody's working for the man you can't get around and, you <laughs> i, I have question of, have you ever done a poster that you just you weren't satisfied like they needed it, it needed to be done, it needed to get out. And then like you yep. see it on like a billboard and you're just like like like, I did, like uh, an arm or a leg, or I just didn't get the likeness right, or you, that just drives you. I, n- I know for some artists that perfection is key, like perfection right. is perfect, but you know, time frames are time frames. So if they say, Hey, yeah, we gotta get this know, nice honestly word.
2: Yeah, and we're directed. We're like, use this shot of Tom Holland. Use this shot of whatever. You know, put this head on this person. Like, we're told a lot of things that we have to creatively kind of figure out how to make not look ridiculous. And yeah. I think to your point, um, the only poster I put out that I was really dissatisfied with was the poster I did for Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, originally, the layout of that was really cool. It was it was Peter, and then he was flanked by Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Sam Jackson, and then you had. Uh, John Favreau and Zendaya and uh, Marissa Tomei it was this really nice kind of pyramid composition okay. well then they're like get rid of Marissa Tomei and change the position of Jake Gyllenhaal and it just completely ruined the composition and mm. I didn't have any choice they're like we have to finish this like they have to it just has to be that way yeah. And and that happens all the time so my first version of that poster was really slick <laughs> and then you know because of approvals, I mean, you have talent approvals. Tom Holland doesn't like the way his nose looks. Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> is not happy with his I mean, these are all things we have to address. Wow. One of the best ones was I was working on the Jack Ryan series, and I did this really cool Comic-Con poster of him. Um, I mean, it wasn't that cool. It was just him standing there. But they did a really neat, like, metallic print, and it was, like, pretty sweet. But they told me they're like, Krasinski doesn't like his picture. He doesn't like the image. And I'm like, why? He looks phenomenally heroic it's like a really yeah. good one and the reason was because his package was very aggressive in the image and <laughs> I completely did not notice that uh I wasn't looking oh there gosh. you know um I mean we're talking outline like Dirk Diggler business so um, <laughs>
0: time, hey, time, out, time I mean, out.
2: and I gotta say you know kudos to Emily Blunt for locking that down but anyway uh yeah they, I had to I had to clone out his member, so to speak, um, oh, so that uh, he would approve the shot. So, I mean, the things we're asked to do are just ridiculous.
0: <laughs> hey, let's take, let's take a time out, guys. Um, I'm waiting for Blake's. Getting a little. Yeah, your video is getting it way out of sync somehow. I don't know how.
2: Here, let me see. I'm trying to figure out where I can make the connection stronger if I can. Probably because my girlfriend is balls deep in TikTok. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hey! No, not TikTok. <laughs>
0: uh, I just started using the it all. TikTok is a time suck. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, oh my gosh. that's absolutely. Hey, you know what? Accurate. If you're
1: trying to promote something though, it it can pay, it pays off. I, I, that I is get where 100 percent of my Etsy sales. I, sales
3: that's, are. that's
0: where everybody's look. That's where everybody's eyeballs are. Oh, now. Yeah.
3: Well, I started oh, using no. it.
0: Hey, it. My- like hey. I am um,
1: I had something kind of blow up this week, and and my follower count just like skyrocketed all over. And I'm like, all of a sudden, now I have all this. And I'm like, oh, oh, I gotta, I gotta, promo- I gotta use this, promote my stuff, because like it just, it that's just a- happens, and yeah, that's, that's, that's super almost
2: useful. That's scarier than not getting any attention is when you suddenly get lots of it really fast.
0: Yeah. And you, yeah. Wanna- oh, I
1: have no yeah. idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh, so boy. many people I can disappoint now, like 12,000 people I can disappoint now. <laughs> so that's super fun. Um, but oh, it's, you dark know, dark. I, I can't wait till you guys start using TikTok for ECPC, cause this is. I mean, it, now you say really
2: that, good. I feel like I- Maybe drop a few art pieces on there and just see what happens.
1: Oh, Blake, you would blow up, my dude. Like, the art community and the D&D community, that's really where my niche was. But art, the yeah. art community is so, so supportive and so vocal. I really vocal. need and
0: to. Well, with, I pop, need to do a with him, with him being ingrained with pop culture, I think he, his stuff would blow up pretty big. Oh, oh
1: yeah. That's, yeah.
0: So People right,
1: think no. it's all, well, you know, like, dances and it's.
0: Yeah. no it's not yeah, yeah. It's, there's so much more to it don't get me wrong right you'll have to you'll have to like you know slide up about 12 times and then you find a good one and then you do another <laughs> 20 and you find a good right well the
1: algorithm the more you interact with right it's just going to show you i don't get sent like dance you know teenagers dancing anymore because i've been on it for about a year and now it's all art nerd D D, yep. and dogs doing funny stupid stuff yeah Oh, I love that, though. That's good. So, okay,
0: we're good yeah. again, so feel free to cool. pick it back up anytime.
1: Okay. All right.
3: Uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about.
0: <laughs> oh, we were, uh, I don't either. we were talking about Krasinski's package.
3: Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. And,
0: oh, and,
1: right. and go. <laughs> 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 Man. <laughs> God.
2: Yeah, uh, that
1: Jacques was. Johnson's member in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was bigger than the TV, TV show, That's, that's for why sure. he did like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh,
3: he didn't like that. Like, he was like, like, no, no, no.
1: no. Oh
2: well, it was gosh. funny because you know when when you hear that talent isn't approving an image, you the first assumption is oh they don't like their expression or they've got a zit or there's something. We you know, with their face that's wrong, and he looked so good. And I was just like, There's there's no way this isn't an approved shot. And then they're like, uh, and then I was like, Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. But so you I had know what? to clone now, it out. Now, now that I hear you say that, I mean he started what some good news. Yes. That that sounds like something he would do, like, hey man, I don't want my uh Yeah, it's his brand. It's his brand. He's
0: not
1: that he's he's
2: he's a very, like, he's a pure person. Yeah, we, we, BLT did uh, both of the quiet place posters, and obviously, he's got yeah, and he's got director approval over any advertising, um, Mm -hmm. you know, or at least he gets to heavily weigh in. Yeah, and uh, I've only heard that he was a dream, that he was super cool and really responsive and very creative and fun to work with, so. (laughs) That's good. Kind of nice. That's it's so nice cool. when the when the good ones are good.
0: It is because I love that.
1: Such show. a relief. I stress over that. I stress over whether my heroes actually oh, yeah. are people. Yeah. Like there, I don't want to meet certain people because, like, I don't want to meet Dave Grohl because I'm like terrified. I think
0: like, that. One what would if not he's be. a
1: jerk? I don't. I I've... think so too. I'm. I'm almost positive, but just in case, just gonna like. Well, I mean? You
0: want to meet my hero? was <laughs> So we don't <laughs> we don't mind meeting them because we want to understand who they are. We want and we want to get to know these people and so many of them are very open and t- like like to tell stories. As long as you know cuz we're not we we're not TMZ. We're not looking for the dirt or that stuff. Right, we right. want the fun stories what's what what are you passionate about what created your passion you know fun stuff that's happened to you in your career and stuff like that and you just have to set yourself up you yeah you are going to meet a few that are not that great you know so Hmm. yeah everybody's different yeah yeah
2: it's and i've met i've met all walks of life in terms of that luckily i mean just for me all of the poster people I've ever met were the coolest people I've ever met and, and friends with to this day. You know, like I said, I get to work with in flames. They are the nicest. I mean for a death metal band from Sweden, I don't think you could find a nicer people.
0: Uh,
2: you know, and I've worked with a couple other it, actually that kind of soured me on um, or not soured me, but when I, I assumed working with every band post in flames would be like working with in flames. Mm-hmm. And that was a real come to Jesus at one point because, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to speak. I'm not going to say anything ill about anybody, but like when I worked with Slayer, that was not as gratifying as working with In yeah. you know, like oh. certain people in that band just were not very cool to me. They're not very cool to anybody. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, so, very they're rock, out there, very much rock stars. Yeah. And
1: I think it's you know, worth noting that like you... I've never seen you fangirl. In fact, I've seen you like opposite fangirl. Like, James, we were in the same bar as James Marsden once. Oh yeah, I remember and that night. Our like, entire table was like, yeah. like, and he was just at the bar, and Blake was like, "If any of you say anything, I I will leave you here." This is he is uh, a person having a drink, like he was. Like, Dude was in an Irish pub
2: just trying to have a beer with a friend. He yeah. doesn't need eight people being like, hey, Cyclops, you know, yeah. like that's not <laughs> that's not a good thing. Now, granted, well, so, James Marson, just like anyone, like any of us, I'm sure he was super stoked when people yeah. said hey. Like yeah. that's oh. it's, it's part of the job. Yeah. You know. But uh no, I just I mean, granted, I'm spoiled. you have the ability
1: to keep your cool. Like you were like He's just a per. You, you kept that in your mind, mm-hmm. and the rest of us just went
0: <laughs> stupid. We had to do the same oh, thing. It's like we had uh, to do the same thing when <laughs> we would open up for you know globally known bands, and we're nobodies. Yeah. You know we had you know we were meeting some of our heroes, and you know some of them were cool, some of them were not. And I mean, in fact, there were there were stories where um, all the bands are supposed to get a sound check moment. Uh, you get you go out on the stage, check all your levels, all that good stuff, make sure everything's good to go. Well, uh, we're nobodies and so uh, we've had we had instances where you know globally known bands would take up all of our sound check time and we got nothing. We had to roll on the stage and make it sound perfect from from go. And so you know sometimes you know it's just part of it, you know right. we, and we and we would totally retain ourselves we would not you know run up to them oh my god can i have your autograph because a lot of them oh yeah in those moments or it, when it's time before the show are not ready for it now after the show there's su- a lot of them get super cool because the the stress is gone it's the show's over and all of them, you know so 100
2: yep. percent. i mean i think i've been within flames a couple times and the problem with guys being that nice is you know if the bartender's cool they'll be like come hang out with us we're on tour we're just hanging out like You know, but then the bartender will get weird when other bands show up or will fanboy too hard and it'll make everybody uncomfortable and, you know, things like that. So, you know, there's there's always that kind of stuff to deal with. I mean, you know, I've even dealt with it slightly. Like when I went to Sweden and people found out that I did art for them because they're so huge over there. Yeah, I had some fanboys, you know, cozying up to me and it kind of (laughs) sucked, you know. (laughs)
0: I, and, know, I mean, no.
1: Just to speak on behalf of the fanboys, we don't mean to, okay? Like I know, and and I, and I have I get no it. chill.
0: I totally get it, but it's that thing. But I like, also
1: avoid those situations because I know I have no chill, and so that's why I don't I don't go and seek celebrity interaction because I have no chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you were just saying, it's,
2: you know, everybody, it's just people and they're all just doing a job. They just happen to have an extra cool job. Um, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, um, and I, yeah, I don't know. It's You just want to tell people, like, you can just exist in the room with me. Tell me a little bit about you and it's going to go way better than you just right. dumping all of this on someone. Um, I mean, of course, who doesn't want to hear that their art is appreciated? Of course, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And anytime, I mean, I can tell you my most fanboy ever moment, and this one was good. Uh, So, (laughs) buddy, this was during the two years I was making the art on my own. So money was not, I didn't have a lot of money to go out all the time or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, man, they're showing Ghostbusters 2 at the Arclight. They're doing a screening. And Ivan Reitman's going to be there to do a Q&A afterwards. Now, (laughs) I am... I am a Ghostbusters fanatic. It was my first yeah. favorite movie. It was. Uh, there's so many things about Ghostbusters I can say. I have a proton pack downstairs. Um, like, <laughs> like a really, really good one. We um, have multiple prototypes. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to dump forty bucks on this and drinks and you know. Anytime you go out in LA, you're going to spend seventy dollars. Doesn't matter where you go. <laughs> yeah. um, so. Uh, he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you have to come. You need, you owe it to yourself to do this. He's like, and bring your Ghostbusters piece. I'd done a Ghostbusters portrait uh, okay. at that point. And he's like, bring that. Maybe we'll run into him. And I was like, yeah, fat chance. Because I was like, they're just going to usher him after the Q&A and just get him out of there because he doesn't yeah. want to talk to us. Yeah. Um, so we get there having a beer. I run mm-hmm. off to get some popcorn. I get a text from my buddy who's with me and he says, yo, Reitman is sitting next to me alone. And so oh. I, and I mean, I'm a pretty tall, lanky guy. I mean, I gazelle across the theater to get, to- <laughs> and I got that rolled up print and sure enough, there I am on the balcony bar of the Arclight Hollywood and Ivan Reitman is sitting by himself and I get to go talk to him and wow. I could barely speak. I was, my voice was shaking. My hands were shaking, and I just said, Hi, I'm Blake. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Your movie literally changed my life. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Here's a portrait I did of it. Could I get your autograph? And he was so rad. He said, Oh, it's like, this is great, great likenesses of the guys. It's such a fun idea. Thank you, Blake. It's so nice to meet you. And he signed it. And Justin, right. after it was over, was like, Dude, I have never seen you that nervous, ever. <laughs> And, and I was, man, I was, man, I could not, that's the one time I just yeah. could not hold it together because of just the, the weight of that moment and how perfect it was. Oh, it's, it's but, Ivan
0: Reitman. Come yeah. on, man. I would not, I mean, yeah, that's, that's on. one I probably could not hold my cool on at all. I
2: no. Mean. And that's, and for me, I mean, and what's funny is, you know, for us, that's like a Holy grail interaction. Yeah. Um, for most people, you know, they'd want to meet Bill Murray. Or, you know, Dan Aykroyd or oh. one of the stars, you know, but for us, yeah. you know, I met the guy who was the executive producer of the final cut of Blade Runner. He's the guy oh, that wow. insisted on all of the reshoots, on all of the fixes they did in the final cut. Yeah. Um, uh, his name's Charles. And I saw him in the theater at the Chinese. And I was just like, because oh, awesome. I went to this Hero Complex screening of Blade Runner. And he was there, and uh, I was just like, hey, Charles, you don't know me, but dude, the work you did on the. Oh, hold on, I'm gonna let the video catch up. Oh, you're fine. Okay. Um, but I was just like, hey, Charles, man, like, I just, the stuff you did on the Final Cut, like, it's, it... you made it into the perfect movie, you know? And he just like yeah. looked at me like incredulously and was like, thanks, <laughs> you know? Because he's. He's not even like, he wasn't even like an OG producer on it. He's just the the guy that convinced Ridley to do all of these things and spend this money to make this particular Blu-ray version of yeah. Blade Runner, which in my opinion is yeah. the definitive version. Yeah. So getting to meet people like that to me is always more exciting than meeting yes. like Tom Cruise nice. or something. It is. You know, Wrong. even though Tom is phenomenally creative and is the last true movie star, but leave that there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, let's talk about I'm going to talk about a few of your pieces that's on your your website um, if for those out there you don't know this, uh, go to uh, spaceboycomics.com. you could see his work tell me about because the first thing that popped out for me was Betty White Ranger <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, I, I yeah.
0: love that that is
2: awesome well it you know that the first piece I ever did that really like got any attention whatsoever was when I made Han burgundy. Mm-hmm. It was, and that was one of those, which I mean, at great. that point I'd made some posters. What's that?
1: I said, which is great. That's a great piece. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. You know, literally that was one of those, uh, I had done so many posters before that, that I spent weeks on and labored over and nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden my buddy is like, I'm going to be Ron Solo for Halloween. And I'm like, that'd be funny to draw. Um, so, <laughs> I literally made that Han Burgundy piece, and uh it just, like, went viral. It, like, blew up. My, <laughs> you know, it was all over Pinterest and stuff. Mm-hmm. So people sort of expected that
0: ah, from me. Like, that okay. kind of parody, ah. screws and... Okay. So
2: since then, I made, you know, Landizzle, Cal Rizzle, with Snoop Dogg being Lando. I've made Garth Vader <laughs> yeah. with Garth from Wayne's World. Yeah. You know, and then... My buddy hit me up the other day. I was just kind of sitting around doodling and he said, uh, he texted me and he said, I would love to see the Golden Girls as Power Rangers. And I was like, man, that's
0: so funny.
2: I was like, that's such a good idea. So I start looking through, figuring out how I'm going to do it. And I'm like, well, what sucks is there's only four Golden Girls and there's six Power Rangers, which means you're going to have a, and in my nerd brain, like who's, who really cares about that? But I was like, no, 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 no. It's got to be accurate. Yeah. But then it hit me. I'm like, Betty White ranger oh my god yes
0: gotta do that. So, <laughs> yes and,
2: um and i mean i was i've already got laid uh stuff laid out for the jack black ranger the tom green ranger ah, uh, i've got uh that's uh, all awesome. i wanted to do that's cool because yellow is a very difficult name to find i was going to do the danny Iello ranger <laughs> Ah, okay so anyways <laughs> uh, but really i've always cool. got stuff like that kind of you know cooking in the back of my head and so yeah that just came out of my stupid sense of humor i just thought that was funny and um the great part was the day that i did that my uh friend hit me up on facebook once i'd posted it and said this is the guy whose couch i slept on when i first moved out here he's the guy that got me my start Mm -hmm. uh he said uh i'm friends with betty's manager i'm sending this to him right now and he says he's gonna show Betty tonight and wow.
0: i was like
2: what uh but i was like is she even gonna get the joke like does she know it, what the power rangers is, are yeah is, is, is betty white following 90s children's action programming but you know um yeah she uh i guess she saw it i never heard back from her but you know the fact that it was put in front of her to me is amazing so yeah that's really that's cool but then Legend. But that's, I mean, honestly though, that's, and I've talked to, I've talked to some schools and classes and stuff about making art for a living and everything. And what's insane about right now Mm -hmm. is you can tweet a piece of your artwork at Betty White or at Kanye or whoever. Yeah. And the odds are fairly good. They'll see it. They'll see it. Yeah. You know, the gatekeepers are kind of gone now with social media. There's very few people. Yep. That you really just don't have access to anymore. You know, um, unless
0: unless there's somebody yeah. that just does not actually do it and they only have a team of right. people handling for them. But if they're actually in uh if they're actually using it themselves, they're gonna see it. The chances are really high they're oh, gonna yeah. find it. So you Guys,
2: yeah. I, I did a uh I did a Eureka's castle piece of fan art. This mm-hmm. was like a month ago. Wow. And you you know who commented on it? Who? R L Stein. Oh wow! Because he was a writer on the show. Oh my gosh! And most people wow. don't know that. And so I mean, I and I I, I made a point. That. I made a point to tag him in the description.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And I was like, I don't know if you know this, but R.L. Stein, and he commented. and He was like, beautiful piece of art. Most people don't know I wrote on that show. Wow. Wow. And you know, that Dan Levy. So cool. Dan Levy commented on my Shits Creek piece. Um. Nice. I've had uh, Oh, Colin. Colin Hanks liked my uh, Orange County oh. piece I did. And I mean, oh, wow. Look, it's it's a like. It's one second out of their life. It doesn't mean anything, but right. it's just right. neat but to, to know but to that, people that like the people us? that in- that's huge. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. that is awesome. Well, the people, it's the people that inspired
0: us. Yeah, and it's just like
2: the fact right. that you took even a m- microsecond to just yeah. throw some appreciation out was Absolutely. just so cool.
0: Yes, that's um, insane. And I did that.
2: I did this Orange County piece because I guess, you know, in the movie, I don't know, if, I'm, I'm obsessed with Orange County, first of all, but I love uh, that movie. The, the, the portrait that's hanging in the Brumder's house of uh, Colin Hanks and Jack Black's character, there's like a bad, like, you know, like artist rendering of them as brothers. It's yeah. like purposefully, <laughs> yeah, um, well, I guess Colin Hanks kept that after they wrapped and he had it forever <laughs> and it got ble- it got bleached by the sun and, you know, wasn't yeah. in super good condition and he posted it mm-hmm. and will wheaton jumped in and said i'm sure there's some instagram artist out there that can re basically uh redo this 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 portrait so i did and that's the piece that he liked
0: oh wow um, oh
2: and i and i even dm'd will wheaton and i was like hey you don't know me but i did what you asked and it's <laughs> right here if, <laughs> you know just in case
0: you know if, if he if wants
2: he, it if he, you know no. um, well, yeah. come get it you know <laughs> Because things like that, I'm telling you, man. Like, oh, my Guardians of the Galaxy piece. Like, I did that because ArcLight Cinemas was having a contest. They said, "Hey, send us your fan art, and we'll pick the best one, and you can go see the movie for free."
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I didn't win, but then I realized I can just sell sell posters and use that money to go see the movie. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) it was like that's that Homer scary. Simpson conversation. Money can be exchanged for goods and services.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. That's oh, that's
3: great. Shows you the power. But, I mean, of and again, media. and that's,
0: that's scary. But that's the but that's
2: also the advantage of people, not just you know, people that make posters, but people that make anything. Yeah. If you make music, if you make D D dice towers, if you make if you make something, yeah. you know, you're gonna you're always in an advantageous position for just about anything because you can yeah. always make something new, and uh, and for me, I'm super lucky because everybody likes pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, show me <laughs> the meanest, crankiest, horrible person in the world, and if I do a portrait of their mom, all of a sudden they're kind of cool. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. Yeah. that's sort of the power of the visual medium, and I think that's why being an artist is. You know, when people say, "Oh, you can't be an artist and, and make money," I'm like, "Are you insane?" It's the literal, you're, you're the God of your own imagery. Like yeah. you you can make anything, yep. you know? So yeah, I, uh, I kind of, I get a little grumpy when people are like, oh yeah, you can't make money being an artist. And I'm like, I
1: beg to differ, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you Obviously you're, you know, very living proof that that is just not the case.
2: Yeah. Well, I think uh, look, if I'm,
3: you have a passion and you, you want something that you can get it. Some people don't have that passion.
2: It's true. And some people aren't interested in it. You know, it's not that there's nothing, it's nothing wrong with anybody. There's no one's deficient. It's just, they're like, no, I like my job at the post office and I'm going to spend time with my family and I could give, you know, two poops about (laughs) posters or celebrities or movies or, you know, um, and that's totally fine. That just, that's just our little world that we Mm -hmm. love so much and meant so much to us, you know, so... Um, but that applies to anyone who makes, oh, go ahead.
1: Well, I, the, I think it's just also worth noting though, that you have what, what I've heard referred to as soft skills, um, which are things that aren't really trained into someone that you just to kind of have, which is, um, I just know this cause I knew you growing up, but you were raised to be very respectful, good managers. You're on time. You're enthusiastic. You stay late. You come early. You work hard things that, um, cost nothing. Take no training, and are really just part of a mental decision. And those, I think, are could be attributed to to a lot of your success as well. Because I don't know if you know this, Blake, but you're a pretty likable person. Um, <laughs> like you're fun, and I think that that is also to be said. Because not only are you talented, but like you've you've gotten this far by being fun to work with, by showing up on time, by being enthusiastic, by those soft skills.
2: Well, that's very sweet of you to say, first of all. And I think a lot of that ties back to, as you said, I had super supportive, amazing parents that even though I was a very strange Midwest child, they still stuck by me and I got to do acting classes and I got to do oil painting and I got to do all of these creative things. They really, you know, they zeroed in on the things I was interested in and let me kind of live there. And I also, almost more importantly, had incredibly great mentors um even our little town in metropolis i had amazing teachers yep. I had an amazing art teacher who i'm still friends with i'm still friends with all of them to this day in yep. fact it's one of my favorite things when i come home is to visit my old teachers um i wanted to be a teacher you know that was my first but then i realized how much school was involved and that i would also <laughs> be in school for the rest of my life so i was yeah. like nope um <laughs> uh, i want to pass on that but yeah. I get to teach in very small, <laughs> more, uh, more fun capacities now. So, um, but anyway, I mean, I think what you just said is super valid and I think it's m- the most important lesson I was ever taught in my life is be nice to everybody. doesn't matter who it is. Cause you don't know if they're yep. the president of company, you don't know if they're the coffee guy, you know, yeah. and yep. sometimes the coffee guy becomes the president of the company. So yep. be nice to that yep. guy. Yeah. Um, it, and Bring like you car. said, it costs nothing. It, it, the only reason people aren't cool to other people is for insecurity and ego. And yep. now that's, I'm not saying I don't have an ego and I'm not saying I can't be a butthead sometimes, but you know, generally, I try to treat, you know, live the golden rule and treat people right. And it's only ever worked out. It's never backfired. Exactly. You know, I've never wow. been nice to somebody and it came back to bite me in the butt.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> true words never spoken wow. man. That's Except awesome. for that
2: weird kid in
3: Sweden, that was it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That's like, awesome. thank
3: you so much for being on the show, man. We appreciate it, thank you guys. You, oh, thank
2: you so much. so much. Fun, and uh, if I can ever uh, be a talking head to just completely bore people with poster speak, I would happily do it. Um,
0: have you ever thought we, about? We have uh, a
1: potential roadhouse episode, though, don't we? Uh,
0: oh, we're going to do, yeah, do Swayze. We're going to do Patrick Swayze here's
2: the deal oh, here's the deal with the roadhouse piece i'll just I'll, I'll close with this because this is pretty cool um i work with a guy he gets brought into pinch hit for us sometimes in our illustration department his name is steve chorney steve chorney is another invisible hero in the game um he did stakeout he did a lot of tv guide wow. artwork for miami vice in the 80s he did wow. follow That Bird. Um, he's made a lot of illustrated movie posters that were phenomenal. He's a contemporary of Drew Struzan. They were friends Mm -hmm. in school. Mm -hmm. Um, but he works at BLT. So I get to see and talk to him often. And one day I said, Hey Steve, I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but one Saturday, would you like to come into the office and I can watch you paint? Because I would love to learn your traditional techniques. Cause this is still a dude that's using colored pencils and, you know, acrylic paints. Okay. So uh, you know, brilliant portraiture artist, just brilliant in every every facet of the word. But uh, so I did and he was cool with it. And he on a Saturday, he's like, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, I'll design a poster and we can then work on that. That way, right. you know, um, we can share it, you know. Yeah. And basically that piece behind me is the one I brought in. And it's a roadhouse piece. And he he's like, all right, I'm going to do the first half and show you and you're going to do the second half that way. Nice. First of all, I, I thought that was fair because I didn't want him to think like, oh, I'm just trying to get it yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah. his
2: original art right. sells for like tens of thousands of dollars.
0: Right. Um,
2: oh, and so, yeah, I recorded the whole conversation um, and I'm almost finished with the piece, uh, still working on it. But yeah, that's where that piece came from. So now I have my own original Roadhouse poster that I made that I did with Steve Chorn, A Legend in the Field. <laughs> that's you know, so, that's cool. so that's that's that that's so what cool. that is. So that's one of my favorite, absolute favorite things that I have. <laughs>
0: that's awesome.
3: That is so yeah. cool.
0: So
3: cool. Yeah, definitely. If we do a Roadhouse episode, I I, I need to watch the oh, movie my... before we do that. You've you have watched? watched that,
0: you've never watched that, Micah?
3: I've never seen Roadhouse.
2: Oh, oh my god. Man. Oh my god. I made my buddy <laughs> so... custom action figures for his birthday. <laughs> like we are. <laughs> We are really obsessed. Like, we've got a framed photograph with us and Rowdy Harrington, the director. <laughs> oh, you guys yeah. will love this. We can we can cut this out of the episode, but you guys will love this, this story because we go to a Roadhouse Midnight screening, and I don't know if you know this, but the DP on Roadhouse was Dean Cundy, the guy that shot Back to the Future and Jurassic Park and okay. uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um, and then all of a sudden he did Roadhouse. Um,
0: yeah,
2: okay. So... So Dean Kundy is at the screening, right? Um, and my buddy uh, is like, hey, Dean, you know, could we get a photo? Would that be cool? And uh, his girlfriend's in the back taking the photo. And Dean Cundy tells her, you know, if you move over here, the lighting will be better. So
3: he <laughs> literally <laughs> directed, the, directed photo the photo that
2: they did together.
3: <laughs> but I have to say, as, as a TV awesome. director... As a yeah. TV director, it is hard to not do that. Like, right. you'll be like, actually, if you do this, why don't you just lift up, like, just the, a... it's, it's hard. It's, it's in, it's in our DNA.
1: <laughs> yep, you can't
2: turn it off. You, know, you can't. And I can't look at any piece of art ever and not have something to say about it. You know, it's just right. it's part of, part of our creative expression and it's part of who we are. But the beauty part was Justin was wearing a double deuce shirt, which is the bar in the movie. And I was yep. like, "Dude, you got directed by Dean Cundey while wearing that shirt. You're basically a Roadhouse <laughs> sequel."
0: Oh gosh, that's awesome!
2: Maybe I'll watch Roadhouse today. Oh my god, man, do it! So worth and it. let's absolutely do an episode on it because this I so will get fun. the figures in here. I'll I'll get that poster up big behind. Oh, I can talk endlessly about Roadhouse.
1: So it'll be like a <laughs> film analysis. Okay. Yeah. Of Roadhouse. Okay.
2: And Roadhouse is unique in a lot of ways because it is an incredibly successful movie in spite of itself.
0: Yeah.
2: All I know is the family guy episode where he punches
3: him and he goes, Roadhouse. Roadhouse.
1: (laughs) See, my favorite is uh, Andy Dwyer on Parks and Rec where he he, talks, their TV is broken on Parks and Rec and so he just tells them the entire movie of Roadhouse. He does the one-man show (laughs) of Roadhouse. he does a one man yep, show of yep. Roadhouse. He does a one man show of Babe, of the movie with the pig. And so, like, <laughs> my husband and I literally quote his rendition of that all the time. It's hysterical. So, so don't watch that I'm, first, Micah, because that'll spoil it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've,
3: already yeah. Seen, I've already seen all of Parks and Rec. Oh, man. But well, then you, don't.
1: I mean, just
3: I don't I remember promise, it, so right.
2: I promise in the first 90 seconds, you are going to be into that movie. Yep. Like that is a oh, movie no, that, that 90 good. seconds in, you get everything you need to know about that movie.
0: Yep.
2: Everything. <laughs> From the magenta credit type to the main title <laughs> placement on that girl's ass. Like everything about it. <laughs>
0: Spoiler! I'm telling you. Oh, gosh.
3: Blake, Love thank you it. so much for joining us. Oh, you're, we're you're end, so we're welcome. We're going to on girl's ass.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we should Thanks no edit it so oh, we man. end on John Krasinski's
3: package. <laughs> yeah, totally. We have to end on the the nameplate on the girl's ass. Now, what I should yeah, do, just...
0: what I what I should do is uh, is take that clip out and make it a outtake and put it on TikTok. <laughs> just have go. that one complete yes. And we're talking about John Krasinski's package. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. The takeaways from today, look
2: at the Roadhouse poster and the toothpaste type. Check out John Krasinski's non-package in the Jack Ryan art because it's gone. And watch no, Roadhouse We know now, times.
1: that's a lie. it's <laughs> not, oh, yeah. not real. It's not. I've still got
2: the original photos somewhere, I'm sure. So.
1: I mean, we said we're not TMZ, but this feels a little like TMZ.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: today, Jim, we have the three.
0: <laughs> today, Blake. We really thank you for being a part of our show, man. It is—it's been a my, that was a really man. fun conversation, man.
2: Absolutely, my pleasure. Hopefully, uh, we get to do it again.
0: Absolutely, uh, you well, guys have
2: to come out to—you guys have to come out to LA and do an on-location episode.
0: Oh yeah,
3: oh yeah. It's, it's, you got a place I can stay? <laughs> I got no, <plenty laughs> <of you. laughs> Well, Ash, Ash and the kids get one room for sure, but uh, <laughs> hey, man, I sleep on concrete.
0: <laughs>
3: I floor. Oh, they anytime,
0: make
2: anytime, for. anytime you guys come out here, absolutely look me up. Okay. Oh, of awesome. course we will. Awesome. Beers will be drank and nerddom will be discussed.
0: Absolutely. Indeed. Huzzah. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of our show. Please visit ecpctv.com for information about our show and how to follow us on this epic journey. Stay eclectic. End program.